Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, welcome back to What's Biz on this Monday afternoon. Great to have your company as we kick off a brand new week of The Call. Uh, 10 stocks analysed by two experts uh, to give their view on whether you should buy, hold or sell. And terrific to uh, have uh, Mathan Somersandaran from Deep Data Analytics with us. Mathan, good to see you. Gaurav Sodi from Intelligent Investor. Gaurav. How are you? Hi, David. Uh, are you worried about the market at the moment? Sort of, it's going from strength to strength, isn't it? Yeah. Huge. I'm always a little bit worried about the market, yeah. but there, there are signs to, to watch. The, the, the amount of retail activity, the amount of easy money being made, yep. the IPOs being floated, yep. um, and there's a general optimism creeping in. Most people are expecting a crack of 2021, yeah. and there's no better indication that we might be in for some choppy waters than, oh. than general optimism. Yeah, yeah. But I can't identify any problems, I have to say. Right. Everything's looking great, mm. but that's in precisely the time when you <laughs> want to be a bit wary. <laughs> Mason, are you, uh, are you wary? Um, yeah, I'm really scared. Uh, <laughs> like, I've been worried. Um, he's wearing a life jacket, he's saying. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just go float. Um, if you look at, Graham's right, you just got to look, follow the data. If you look at the index options in the US, it is as high, on a positive note, has been as high as what we saw in dot com. Wow. That is how optimistic the market is. And it's just a one way bet. Central bank saves you because mm. the economic data in the US is abysmal. Yeah. Um, you know, every data point is disappointed. I mean, the last non farm payroll was quarter of the month before. Yeah. Um, if you look at that thematic and you go US dollars tanking, bond yields today, I think the Aussie 10 year is 1.07. Yeah. Um, so everything tells you danger signs, but the market goes up. And I was there in the dot com and yeah. it's classic yeah. optimism. I think there's, look, there's going to be areas where you're going to make decent returns for the right reasons. There's going to be areas where it's a bit airy fairy and the market will you know, discard those ones out of the way. So are you in cash? No. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're mostly uh, yeah. A decent amount. Right. Mm. What's yeah. the de- definition? Oh, uh, look, most of our models, we have a 50% cash. 50%? Oh, wow. We've, oh. he- we've held that since January. Right. So we didn't get the fall. Uh, right. We didn't run it up. Um, we've been in mining related stocks. Most of our stocks are in that space for about four months. Right. So right. even though we're on 50%, models done relatively well. Yep, yep. And we don't see the need to change till things improve. Mm, okay. All right. That's interesting. Well, let's kick off uh, with our stock of the day related to mining. Um, services Group Monodelphus uh, scores a tax win, reversing a $7 million provision it made for an adverse tax ruling after the original assessment was set aside. Made a claim for re- research and development incentives uh, in 2015 and 2016 financial years but was declared ineligible by uh, Australian industry at the time. But after an internal review, Aussie industry has substituted new findings that the company was eligible for the incentive. So good win for Monodelphus, but 
thought we'd take a look at it as our stock of the day because we haven't looked at this particular company for a while. Nathan, um, what do you think of it? It's a sort of a, a services business for the resources sector. Yeah, so it's a mining service stock. Yeah. Um, the sector is in value territory. So you've got your growth value trade. It's yeah. a laggard to what happens in the miners. So it's one, of, one that we've been positive on a couple of months, not specifically that stock, but overall the mining services. It's a value trade. Mining CapEx has been improving dramatically over the last four or five months. And that should play well for them. Again, then they're all being, just like miners, mining services are being managed a hell of a lot better than what they used to be. Right. Um, you know, the $200,000 truck drivers aren't around anymore. Um, <laughs> so in that context, these guys should do well. But again, it's a tough game. Everyone yeah. knows how things were in the bull market. So it's, you don't get that shock value anymore. This is well-managed business, um, you know, but it's it's a tough macro. It's had a pretty big bounce yeah, yeah. ahead of that. And that's, you know, the, the biggest one in that mining services sector is Seven Group. They're a bit more diversified in multiple pieces. And look, energy stocks have bounced again, another value trade. Um, and fundamentally, I don't think the demand has gone up for energy. It's just that it was cheap and the overall opening up vaccine play has helped the energy stocks bounce back hard. It's a macro trade. So I think it's positive for the sector. Mono will do well. Do I want to chase it right now? Probably not. You've had the run. If you were there, you've done well. Um, I would hold on because you can trust the management to do well. Um, I think if you look at it over six to 12 month perspective, I think the macro looks good. Things will do a lot better. But in the three to six months, I think things will be a bit choppy. Yeah, a lot of people look at the history of Monadolphus and say, here lies a great quality business. I, I dispute that. I, I don't think it's as good as the numbers suggest it is, and simply because it had its, it had its um, halcyon days in the, in, the, in the greatest commodities boom in history. Yep. Um, you know, in that period between in the early 2000s up to around 2013 or so, this, that's when the reputation and the business was really built. Um, and it was done because miners were um, just throwing, <laughs> throwing money into new projects without yeah. any regard to cost or returns. Um, so they benefited from irrational behavior by miners. It is superbly managed. The, the, there are a couple of um, uh, insiders who actually bought this business um, as workers and it was like a management buyout um, mm. and they listed it um, and they've ran it um, superbly. Uh, but that does not make a high quality business. And yeah, I know it has all the right numbers, has very high return on equity, but that's because it has no assets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, again, another, we, we talk about this quite a bit, yeah. this is another example of, of people who are just mining. And um, uh, this is uh, absolutely no disrespect, Nathan. I think the idea of um, looking at a top level down data view is valuable, but just looking at a particular company, making a judgment based on just raw yeah. metrics, that's what computers do. Um, yep. If you want to be an investor, you'd, I, th- I think you need to do a bit more than that. And, and um, uh, I think you have the wrong idea about mining okay. For me, this is a, a, a lowish quality business with outstanding management. It would have to be super cheap to entice a buyer because it's an that's awful industry right. with lots of competitors. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, when it comes to data, I'll defend data. <coughs> yeah. um, you don't want to just do <laughs> top down or yeah. you just don't want to do bottom up. Yeah. You need to have both. Yeah. When it hits that sweet spot, right. which the miners did about six months ago, right. and through about three to six months ago, and banks did about two, three months ago, that's where the value is, and that's when you want to be looking at these stocks. Okay. These stocks, grabs exactly right. They have huge risk in operation. So you want the discount. You're not getting that right now. Okay. 
All right, so a note from Monadelphus. Let's look at our uh, first stock you suggested. Let's look at the data on this. Wouldn't you love this sort of data? Oscar wants a view on Fortescue. Uh, mm. <laughs> Gorad, the data is that mm. the iron ore price at 136 US dollars an ounce, mm. up again last week to uh, record prices. Um, back in 2013, the iron ore price was what, 50 to 70? US dollars a ton and Fortescue can mine it for 13 or 15 yeah. dollars. And when you talk about data, that's impressive data that every company would want. <laughs> but once again, those numbers are quite misleading. So that refers to the cash cost of mining. Once you yeah. introduce all the other costs, you're looking about 30 bucks a ton. And then you have to introduce the grade discount that Fortescue enjoys, which is maybe 20, 30 bucks a ton again. Right. Still because a massive number. Because the quality is yeah. of not the iron ore isn't. Correct. So it's still a huge number, but, yeah. but um, again, the, the raw numbers um, deceive. Yeah. Wow. What to say about Fortescue? I, am, I, I clearly do not understand the iron ore market because <laughs> I, I don't understand why prices are up here. It, it yeah. seems there is enough supply in the market. Inventory levels um, are under control. There's no obvious shortage, but we're back in Aussie dollar terms at the prices we were in at the height of the great commodities boom. And I have no explanation for that. I think over time, iron ore used to be a very easy, it used to be like any other commodity market, really. Um, you know, you had a, um, a lot of visibility about um, what was happening in that market. China's dominance of the iron ore market has coincided with the market turning a lot more opaque. And it's very difficult now because in China, iron ore is used simultaneously as a, a commodity, but also as a funding and inventory source as well. Okay. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. forecast iron ore. I cannot believe that iron ore stays up here, but I've been saying that since yeah. it's 100 bucks, so it yeah, yeah. shows what I know. We bought Fortescue at under four bucks, I'm happy to say. Um, because I thought the great discount. you still have it? Uh, no. Right. <laughs> no, David, I don't have it. <laughs> we started selling at about six bucks. We right. sold a bit more at nine. We exited the position about 12 bucks. Um, right. And I thought, wow, this is a great trade. And yeah. to see it at $21, I am stunned. Um, okay, I, there's a story in the Australian today that Andrew Forrest's wealth, based on the Fortescue share price, yeah. Was that 800 million in <laughs> yeah. the last week? Wow. <laughs> wow. Scary, staggering figures. Yeah. yeah. Staggering figures. I would be selling this. I actually really yeah. like Fortescue. Um, yeah. I think it's a wonderful business. It's got superb management, um, wonderful assets. Yeah. Um, but um, I just, I know at these prices um, makes no sense. See, I'm, I have, okay, this is my conspiracy theory. Yeah. And it will be. It's completely fictional, but I can't help thinking about it, that the Chinese are just Setting buying up. up, storing, 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 and, and then we'll cut us off. slap a trade, mm. no, uh, and they've got six months worth of iron all stored up, uh, our market will crash and they'll go, you're going to pay for all of these comments. <laughs> so... Hmm. You, 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 you're right. You've got to always think of what? the trade. What? <laughs> you, 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 you actually have to think of the counter trade. We are in serious geopolitics. Yep. We've got two months where US transition is playing out. Basically, the Chinese <coughs> can get away with just about anything right yep. now. And I don't necessarily think they're stocking up, but I think if you look at the currency, so have a look at the Chinese yuan against yep. the US dollar, it's absolutely ripping. So if you're a Chinese, uh, and also the other thing to look at is the steel prices. 
Yep. So steel ETFs absolutely ripping higher as well. It's just gone vertical. Yeah. So the demand for steel is massive. Steel sector is killing it. Hence, you're seeing run in coal. You're seeing a run in iron ore. Mm. Now, again, they are putting through enough stimulus. They are getting things up and running. The economy is holding up. It's your best risk return post-pandemic in the world. Yeah. So all of those things kind of play. And part of it, I think, is the guys are buying it up in advance because the one is so strong. Uh, Every currency is strong against the US dollar at the moment. Right. So you're better off buying the commodity and storing it yeah. because if the market panics, it, everyone runs to US dollar because all your debt is in US dollar. Yeah. And all these things become expensive again. So in that context, it can flip at any time. So if, yeah. you, if you're worried about the market, you're actually better off okay. you're incentivized to buy in stock. So I think there is a bit of that. And the main kicker that happened in the last week was Barley came into the market and said, where production outlook is not as good as what it was. Yeah. And everyone extrapolated, oh God, if we get into a tight squeeze and Wale yeah. is struggling, yeah, yeah. and that's just shot them out. Yeah. Is FMG good? Look, my former shop actually was involved in the original play. And wow. you know, the stories wow. we heard about Mr. Forrest during those days, it's amazing how things have turned. This mm -hmm. was, you know, it was a crapshoot at the start. Mm -hmm. It was playing in so many strings attached, trying to hold it mm -hmm. together. Now it's you know complete gearing out of the way. Everything's it's amazing how well it's turned it's out. It's only three or four years ago that there were headlines that right. they were going to go broke. That's when we bought exactly. it. <laughs> yes. And, and right. I have to give credit, mm. Gaurav. Actually, even then, when we were talking about this stock, yeah. he said that because and that is a lesson that I've taken from him. I give you credit on this. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> keep going. In, in, the con in the context <laughs> that he actually said. When the market, and it's a mm. proven quant factor, when the market is pricing in 80 to 90% of one side of a trade, yeah. be on the other side. Yeah. Because it doesn't take a lot to spook the market mm. to flip the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And, it, and that's what the, you know, the, the FMG, everyone was pricing in that they were going to get hammered because of their lower grade. Yeah. And the whole market was priced on that. Mm. Mind you, we did play it through all our models. We played through BHP Rio. We had a huge run. We took Rio off. We still have BHP and that's playing really well for us. Yeah, right. But that's a more diversified. So, yeah. you, you, you know, when you head into the peak cycles like this, Graf's right. I don't think it'll last here, but yeah. it's going to hold up around the 1 to 120 for me. And they're still going to milk it quite well. So. I think it's okay. Can I just quickly introduce um, an alternative? Um, yeah. We still own BHP. I don't think BHP, it's certainly not imputing high iron ore prices, and I still right. don't think it's excessively mm. priced. Yeah. And yeah. I also just knock in Deterra, which is the royalty business. I've yes. said before yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to both of you, especially yeah. to you, yeah. Nathan, yeah. from the no, very no, no. start, we, we this it. is a, this yeah. is arguably the finest asset in Australia, mm. and um, I don't think it's adequately priced even, even well, maybe now it is, but uh, I still think what, there's the a bit more. What, the terror's appropriately priced? I don't think it's appropriately priced. Right, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other one I'd throw in, mm. and I'm sure- Because I don't think people understand what the hell that business yeah. is. Yeah. It's just, just it's a royalty right. play. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like an accounting royalty. practice, yeah. but in mining so, royalties, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No staff. Um, yeah. It's a bunch of guys writing checks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other one I put in, and I know Grav likes this one, MinRes. Oh, yes. It's an acquired taste, yeah, right. it. and yeah. you get the lithium kicker, mm. you get the good business uh, in iron ore, should do well. And if you're a small cap fundy, mm. and that's one of the yeah. reasons when I played this mm. iron ore exposure, I had to go to MinRes because none of the other big <coughs> guys yeah. come into your universe. Yeah. MinRes is the biggest guy you can get your play yeah, into iron ore, okay. and you got the lithium play. Mm. All right, uh, there you go, Oscar. Really good analysis of Fortescue there. Um, John wants a view, mate, that on New Farm. Um, it, it's like a seed bank for yes. the agricultural community. I'm fascinated with this business, yeah. always have. But I, it's, you think, 
what a great thing to have listed on the market yeah. and for this country. If farmers are in trouble, you can go and buy your seeds for virtually anything. Yeah, look, I'm, I, I, love, I love the whole farming side. My yeah. grandparents, actually, in my early days, I grew up in a farm uh, in Sri Lanka. I grew up oh, in a farm. farm. My grandparents, no, they were rice paddies, all the right, whole thing. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, my grandma used to run the place. Used to, yeah. used, to a, used to be a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> for the workers anyway. Uh, used to scare me. Um, it's, farming is an interesting one because I think you get that exposure of the right side of the cycle. Yep. The data is great for farming yes. at the moment. Yes. Um, massive upgrade cycles playing out. Weather has been very positive. Mm. Um, it looks pretty good on all aspects. The way that we've played for the farming exposure, the agricultural exposure, is through New Farm mm. and right. uh, Instec Pivot. Yep. Again, both of them are value trades. So right now it's important to look at the value side of things when you're going into a stock. And yeah, this it doesn't is a, look as though it's recovered. No, not that much other. Short, and you've got to remember, there's a big fundies who've been in this probably $2 too high. Right. And they all want this higher. Brokers right. initiated coverage on these things. Big brokers came in probably around this price. And they'll all be wishing to push this up because they've got big clients in there. So you've got big boys helping you. So it's a good value trade. The macro thematic is positive. I think there's upside here. Um, I, I'd be sitting in the chemical sector. I like all three actually. The other one's Orica. I think that's probably the best managed right. out of the three. Right. Um, I think all three play really well, and they all three give you agri exposure and mining services. Okay. Mm. Right, so, so yes on New Farm. Yes. Nathan's been trying to convince me on this for a while. Um, <laughs> this has been his um, his go-to stop for some time, and he's he's had a few conversations with me. I remain unconvinced. Um, I can see the bull case. It's it's statistically quite cheap, and yep. the price is attractive. But uh, price is not an investment case. Um, you know, I think you need to do your analysis on the business, and then price should be two minutes at the end, uh, end of it all. Um, look, it, it just has a mediocre history of of profitability, and it's hard to explain because it provides a very important service. Um, the business should be a lot better than it is, and I can't really explain the poor performance. Yeah. I, I, I would give this an avoid, but there is a little part of New Farm that looks extremely interesting. They have developed a new seed for aquaculture, for fish feeding. Um, it's oh. a, it's a um, help me out, what's it called? I uh, don't know the name. It's, an, it's a omega-3 canola yeah, omega oil. Omega-3 uh, in the corn, I think it's corn. Corn or canola, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, but, yeah. but that's a very promising mm. technology um, and they haven't really monetized that yet. Yeah. They've got a fantastic global distribution network so they can get seeds out to farmers um, really right. well. Um, it, it, this is a business that should do a lot better. I would keep a, a running watch on this, it's had, it's had especially for the, new, for the new product. Yeah, it's had issues on the legal side of things right? and it's had issues with I think South American side of things, and they've sold out of that. They've done more acquisitions into Europe. So right. it's a much bigger play in Europe There's now. something about so, this, mm. this economic model though, Nathan. Yeah. The, the working capital here is too high. I, I don't understand why the cash flow no, is not I, better. I, um, I, I agree with you in that this on. is not one you sit there and go, it's high quality business. Yeah. It's not. Same as Incidec Pivot. It probably it's should not. be though. Uh, yeah. I actually think this is, again, this is coming with your conspiracy theory place. Yeah. Oh, I think dear. these are candidates for West Farmer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you've been saying this for oh, a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I reckon okay. they would look at the chemical sector. They've got history in the chemical sector. Mm. The best one of the lot is Orica. I think mm. it's really cheap. Yep. Uh, they blow stuff up. Um, and they're, doing, they're working on remote blowing stuff up. Um, mm. And I think that's a big play. Management's really good. I think mm. that's the best quality one out of the three. But they are, New Farm and uh, Instate Pivot are bad. I would say well, not badly, but they've had patchy rec track record. Perfect for West Farmers. Right. Mm. Value buy. They could take this up and fix it up 
and you won't see it it'd be clouded and then after a while it comes out boom okay right. all right so a yes from eight and no from Goria. but, but what about insect pooper because adam wants a view on it <laughs> uh, fertilizer explosives mm. uh australia us so everywhere basically so. Yeah, I've listened to Nathan carefully about New Farm, but when he goes on about Instatech Pivot, I largely turn off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's gone from two to yeah. ten to now two fifty. No, you've, you've probably been. He's probably made money on it, but this is a mediocre business. Oh, I don't disagree. Mediocre economics, <laughs> mediocre management. I don't know. I have no investment case for this. I right. avoid. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Don't want to go on you a date. Like I love it. I do right. it. Imagine okay. you're going on a date and going. Go, oh, you, you're mediocre. You this, this, that. Bob, you can do for now. <laughs> Is it still like oh, look, I think, I think mm. it's a good buy. I, right. I think it's, look, everything has a price. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're not buying Cindy Crawford here, but look, at the end of the day, you are <laughs> buying a good model. Imagine you could only right marry price. five or six times. You'd want to marry Cindy Crawford. That's true. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Like, why fish in that pond? I, I don't understand. See, this yeah. is the interesting part. But one thing I have learned through mm. decades and decades you don't necessarily make the best return yeah. from the best quality no, stocks. No, no, I agree with you right. there. There's a yeah. market right. for everything. Yeah. The best quality stocks, if you look at the top That's 100 fair. stocks, they've actually done really well. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, the, t the crap that turns good, the ugly duckling, is the one that's going to give you the best return. Right. So you have to, but again, you have to be very discerning. You have to pick the right ones and you've got to not fall in love. And if it goes wrong, you've got to get out. But I think this sector overall is mm. in a value territory, and I think all three offer right. unique offerings. Right. And I think the market, um, you know, will. So even though you like New Farm and Insatec Pivot, Orica would be the, your because the management. One it's just choice. the management is so good, right. and they've had years of blowing themselves up. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that they've actually the last year and a half, they've actually yeah. do a lot better. So right. you've got to back management when they get it okay. right, and this yeah. is cheap. Orica is actually not too bad. I I right. take a, a good look at that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Orica's not on the list, but we'll throw that in. Um, all right, mate, then Jaden wants a view on, on DropSuite, a uh, Singapore-based company in the business of sort of backing stuff up, isn't it? Backing emails up and databases and, and websites. Oh, what's the code? I was just, DSE. I DSE. Mm -hmm. DropSuite. It's been running around, DSE. Yeah, yeah. What's, I think it's a, yeah, it's small, a small cap. Yeah. It's a okay. really small um, cap. Yes, I had a quick look. Um, Look, you're, you're in an environment where tech solutions are in play and these things will get interest. But the question here is, you've had, you've had a market where any tech worth anything has had a huge run. Yep. Now, if you look at overall, where is the surprise factor? I don't think there's a lot of surprise factor in the tech sector. You almost have to wait and see how these guys execute over the next six to 12 months, because I think the multiples for most of the t growth stocks will come off, as we discussed before on the yeah. bond yields. And so I'm not chasing the tech. Um, I, I think you want to pick a few and keep your watch list on it. Like one of my favorites is Vista Group, Cinema Tech. Uh, I think it'll get hit because mm. uh, what's happening with Warner uh, theaters in the, in the US, yep. there'll be less and less of that and stream more streaming coming on. That'll affect them, but we'll reach a new equilibrium and then it'll become an interesting stock. So again, I think a lot of techs, you need to understand the underlying model and then sit back. Right now, a lot of the tech services are priced for what they are yep. and there's a fair bit of optimism. So minute someone says a small tech, I go risk, double risk, yeah. because it's very liquid. It's pretty liquid too. Yeah, so mm -hmm. in that context, I mean, it's this thing has run from, it did nothing. During the March fall, it Q2 
came back a bit. It was about four cents and it's now 12 cents. So yeah. you've tripled your money. Yeah. So these things can go up and down very quickly. So if you're looking at picking a sector where you want to take the risk return, you want to be in a value sector. And so right now, the thematic works well for mining yeah. and mining services. Um, so I would be concentrating on those areas. There are tech stocks that are related to those. And I know he loves uh, RUL, um, RPM yeah. Global. And again, stocks, there are yeah. tech sectors that mm. are linked to that. Yeah. And they'll do well. Right. When you're trying to pick a say, the standard tech place, I think most of that's already priced in. Okay. So I would not be going into an illiquid stock like that. Mm. Yeah. Look, um, I've never heard of the business before, so I, yeah. I don't know it at all. But just from a quick look, um, it seems a bit early in its life to, to, to seriously invest in this. Um, yeah. It's small, it's a liquid. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot for it to go through first before we get an idea about the robustness of the economic model. And even management is, is a bit of a question mark at this stage. Um, it's, it's interesting enough, it's not a terrible idea. Um, and um, you know, there's cash there, um, yeah. but it's not enough to form an investment case really. Right. If, if you want, you can keep an eye on this um, for a while. Um, and, and watch it develop, but um, it's it's too early really to be jumping okay. into something like this. I right. will say that that Nathan um, did um, harp on about Vista Group for Yonks, and we actually added it to our portfolios um, a little while oh, ago. Yeah, yeah oh, so okay. so there you go. We we do listen sometimes. <laughs> even, sometimes, even though it's yeah. in the cinema business. Yes, because it's the opening up uh, play, yeah. and they're global. The proven yeah. tech. Yeah. And they've it, made it'll a recent acquisition. Yeah, they're, they're 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 smart players and. Yeah. The thing that always surprises me is people are willing to take so much risk on a story that has never been proven. Yes, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the point. And for yes. Vista Group, I was like, <laughs> yes. this is a proven player, global yeah. player. They yeah. have more than 50% of global market share yeah. in cinemas yeah. and the competition has been It came up yeah. last week yeah. on the call and Claude Walker gave it a big rap. Yeah. Uh, Michael Wayne didn't like it from Medallion, but... Yeah. Uh, Claude had been a big follower. A lot of people it. just won't look at it because it's in cinema. And I think yes. that's precisely the opportunity. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hanley, uh, Gaurav wants a view on Pinnacle Investment Management Group, mm. financial services company, uh, supports a, a bunch of offices in terms of funds management. What do you think? We actually that? own Pinnacle. Um, we've owned it for a, a quite some time and it's a wonderful business. Um, mm. I've got a tragic history with the company though. Um, I bought this stock uh, when it was uh, Wilson's HTM, when it was yes, a broker. Right. Yeah. And it was a broker with a little funds management attached attached to it. And when they split, I made a nice 50 or 60% gain, sold and rubbed my hands thinking I was very clever. <laughs> and, and Pinnacle went on to about 20 bag. Wow. Um, now, luckily, we actually, another analyst actually caught on to Pinnacle and, and picked up for our portfolios earlier. So clients <coughs> have done well out of it. But uh, it is a wonderful example of, of mm. even when you think you've won, yep. you, you've got to keep your eye on, yes. on the business because it changes quickly. This is superbly managed. Um, they actually take equity stakes in different fund managers and give them back-end support and sales and distribution support. It's a yep. very scalable model because they have, um, uh, they have some, some back-end software, they've got a, a distribution team, and those things can drop into every one of their portfolio companies. Mm. Uh, and those things, they, they select them very carefully and they're growing like, like stonkers. Um, they're, in, they're now looking at international expansion and that's going quite well. Um, I, I, it looks expensive on numbers, but yeah, I think it's this had is... A um, big rebound up. Yeah, well, that's, that's in line with global markets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I still don't think this is crazily priced. Um, we're happy holders of it. And I think, for me, I would look at this again, uh, probably with a f with a early fours on it, maybe. Right, um, yep. Yeah. 
Michael? Yeah, look, I have to agree. Uh, we've been in it and out a uh, number of times. They are, they've got multiple value funds in there. Mm -hmm. So it's the right thematic. Um, they do it well. The Hyperion, uh, that thing is, yeah. what an astonishing fund. Uh, oh, look, those guys were in, I started following them early because they were in Aria. car sales, yeah, REA. Yeah. They picked it up already. Oh, okay. tech stocks. Yeah. Right, yeah. Way, like Way years before yeah. tech became tech. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, they were ahead of the growth spurts and they got the run on the growth. And it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years. But uh, look, this is a good stock. It's priced for that. I mean, mm. it's not like anyone's going to suddenly go, wow, this is cheap. Yeah. Um, mm. But this is, I don't think I'll be chasing this one. Mm. Um, it's, it's basically a play on asset managers, right? And <laughs> mm. asset prices are all-time high multiples, so mm. it's done well. Yeah. So mm. I'd wait for some kind of a pullback, mm. and Graves, right? I'd be looking something around four bucks or lower. Yeah. That that'd be the time to buy it because this okay. can be volatile. Um, but oh, look, that's a that's a big pullback from six dollars. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, look, this thing can move very quickly. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, it, mm. It's how I would. Um, you know, the, if you don't want to pick anything, you just go and pick Macquarie. Right. Um, in that space, that's the biggest gorilla there. Yeah. And Pinnacle is one of the smallest one on that. And, you know, compared to the guys in the middle who tend to have disease attached to them, yeah. uh, these guys are probably the cleanest one on the smaller end. Right. So for a small cap fund, this is a good one, but you okay. can trade this quite well. You can make, you know, 20, 30% on, okay. on every trade. All right. Uh, let's recap the first five stocks and our stock of the day, which is Monodelphus. And that was a a no from Gaurav and a hold from Mathan. Uh, Fortescue, uh, Gaurav's saying sell it, because it's, if you've ridden it up, it's at a huge price now. A no from uh, from Mathan. Uh, the guys prefer BHP to Terra, is an interesting one to look at, and mineral resources. Uh, New Farm, a yes from Mathan. Uh, I think Gaurav was, sweet talked around by Mathan to a watch <laughs> on New Farm, uh, from a no to a watch. Uh, Incitec Pivot, a yes and a no. A drop Suite, a no from both them. Pinnacle will run company, but um, looking pretty expensive at the moment. If you can get it for low $4 or below $4, then you'd start to be interested. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own portfolio since the 1st of July. Any stocks that get two thumbs up, from our experts on the show, go into the portfolio. Let's see how we're tracking. For the week, we're up 1.5% for the month, 8%. And since the 1st of July, up almost 25%. Uh, looking at the stocks recently added, uh, Premier uh, Investments, Newcrest, Woodside, Bitter Shares Global Energy Companies ETF, and Elders. Ooh. Some of the stocks taken out. Oh, Mason did a whoa on Elders there. Oh, what interesting. Uh, you it's like the egg sector. Yeah. I know, but the, everyone knew about elders. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, stocks taken out, Sonic Healthcare and Betmakers. And um, if you want to go and take a look at some of the stocks in the calls portfolio, go to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, coming up on The Pulse after one o'clock, uh, Ron Shamgar from Tamman Asset Management is here to give his three retail stocks to buy before Christmas and also what to buy from the stores that uh, is coming up at 1.10 p.m. All right, let's get into uh, the second half of uh, of the call. And um, uh, Nathan Lee wants a view on Transurban, the big uh, uh, toll road sort of owner, not only here in Australia, but also uh, in the United States as well. What do you reckon of Transurban? Oh, look, they're, they're, they know what they're doing because they get the government to build it 
for a very expensive price and they buy it for a very cheap price yeah, yeah. and they ream us for a very, very long time. You've got to love a business like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's like a money-making machine, but, oh yeah, yeah. It's guaranteed but, money the, but the tolls really aren't that regulated, are they? No. They just keep putting them I up. I don't know, the but they're regulated to go up. Yeah, yeah. I live near the M4, so when they built the uh, freeway, I said, free. You pay toll for a few years and then it's free. I said, oh, that's good. So then they added one lane for about two suburbs, and now we've got toll for 45 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that goes up every year. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, <laughs> I, I, by mistake, got on the North Connect, which was oh, yeah. only re recently opened, and uh, the thing beeped. I thought, I'm not sure I was meant to take that. Uh, couldn't get off it, uh, and it was about eight dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, This is this is it's what I this is what I can't get. When I was living in the US in Texas, when you drive down, you know, you go through random roads, you get lost. So what? You go through freeways, fifty cents, sixty cents, forty cents. You don't care. You come here, I was talking to a friend of mine in the Hills District, he pays like $15 to get into the city on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. Each way, $15. I mean, it's insane. Mm. But the thing is, it's locked in. Mm. We're not yeah, talking yeah. five years, not 10 years, yeah. 40 and years. The, and then it become the government takes it over and yeah. becomes free for everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by then, yeah, they've made an absolute monster. So, But look, it's a great business. They know how to play the game and they're very good at it, but it's a leverage play. You, you do not buy the leverage play when yield is going up. Um, right. you, you know, you got the you, Aussie bond yield is now above 1% and climbing. Um, it'll get challenged. Um, but they're very good at what they do. If, you, if you're looking at a long-term yield play, it's part of your portfolio. That's fine. I'm not chasing here. I would not be adding. I'll probably take some off the table. Right. Um, I think if you think about the whole macro this is trading in, I think this will trade lower. Um, over time because as yields recover economy recovers but the positive news is they're gonna have a lot more traffic as people get on the roads yeah. people are not going overseas they're driving yeah. so and the biggest money maker is the trucks you know and there's gonna be more trucks because people are yeah. not going over buying stuff mm. um, so they should do okay I don't think they're gonna you're buying here for the if you're buying the yield yeah you'll get the yield um, right. and it'll be okay you're saying take a profit I'll be taking profit Correct. yeah I, I, I tend to agree I think for yield hungry investors, um, you're probably okay to hold. You probably get a three percent right. yield or so, which is okay. I think you can do better elsewhere. I've never really been able to make the valuation stack up. This is a quite an easy business to model, mm. and and so I'm surprised when I see such wide dispersions. Um, there are a few key variables that a lot of people can change and have issue with. Um, and that's what causes um, the wide dispersion value. But yep. it's, it's not a complex or difficult business. I, I find it hard to get anywhere near the current valuation. To mm. do so, you have to assume that every road that comes up for contract renewal um, gets um, returned to Transurban. Yep. And you have to assume some, uh, some, some juicy CPI increases as well. Uh, it's a wonderful business, no question about that. The master stroke of Transurban was electronic tagging because it turned mm. a painful, reaching your hand in your pocket, pulling out the <laughs> physical money, that process got transformed into a, just a, a f forgettable it's process. It's become a computer share. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. people are happy. It's tap and pay. But <laughs> be, be very careful about the trains. They've yeah. done that with the trains. And, yeah. and I just wonder what's going to happen to those train fares over the years when but we're just they've tapping. Already, they've yeah. already yeah. got their lobby group <laughs> running on mm. electric cars. Right. Oh. Now they want to charge on electric cars by per kilometer and all of those things. 
So because they don't pay the fuel tax. Fuel so tax, yeah, All yeah. of those things, that might play into their hands. Right. So again, never underestimate lobby groups in yeah, big, yeah. you know, industrial plays. So I think mm -hmm. there's an interesting play coming out and we'll see how that pans out. But you're right. Now they've become almost a pseudo computer share ticketing system. Yeah. yeah. The management's fantastic and they, they have a great record in buying the right assets for the right price. And, right. and that's absolutely key in these businesses. Um, um, I, I, yeah, as I said, a, a hold at best, and yep. for, if, if you're after higher returns, you can get a, a better return elsewhere. Okay. All right, uh, Dion wants a view on Smart Group, the salary packaging, mm. and basically they're in the business of payroll services and novated leases, where you can novate uh, own your own car and get the post, boss to pay for it and uh, and get a tax advantage. Yeah, Smart Group. It, it's it's actually a nice little business, um, yeah. and they've got. They built a tremendous track record and they've done that by acquiring a lot of competitors and it's not quite a roll up um, because they fold um, assets and systems back into smart group. Um, but the capital allocation has really generated the returns here, but the opportunities for further growth are severely limited. They have to do either take on more risk and in, you know, entering new product yeah. lines or do something quite dramatic to replicate okay. old growth rates. This is on a low multiple. But I would say that's probably correct because growth is going to be slow from here. It spits out a lot of cash. I'd actually, if you're after a yield stock, this is a very good candidate. Um, mm. It just takes very little capex, spits out a lot of reliable cash, and management is inclined to pay a lot of it out as well. I'd watch management very closely here. They've got um, a, a new, a few new key appointments, and yeah. you just want to make sure that they're not looking. Management tend to want to grow the business, so you just want to be careful that they're not throwing capital into new growth projects. If they're willing to return the capital, then I think there's, you probably can get a 6% a six return or so from here. For, for okay. many people, that would be enough. All right. So I'll say buy for, for, buy. A, for a dividend yeah. investor. Buy. Just when Gaurav said um, the cash flow just hits me, just with remembered Ozark from Netflix. It's like money laundering. <laughs> cash We're looking for cash businesses. We're looking for cash businesses. And yeah. uh, but the, no, the mob's not behind. Exactly. Smart group. Let's make that yes. very uh, clear. It's, look, I think the industry is mm. an interesting one. Gaurav's mm. right. I think the growth is hard to get. Mm. And I think the industry is going through change. And they just don't know how that's going to play out. Mm. Yeah. Um, this actually has underperformed. Yeah. Some of the other Macmillan, Shakespeare, yeah. clips and stuff. And it's an interesting one because a lot of big... Uh, fundies really jumped on the cap raising that it, this one put out yeah. and they've all underperformed on that mm. and it hasn't really recovered as well as the others. So that kind of sets out a bit of warning for me. I think the sector is a struggling sector. I, I just don't know. I mean, you've got to remember with all the lockdown restrictions, used car sales, car sales have done really well. Um, but the problem is most of the people are at home, right? Most of the guys I know who are in the sales side of things are not going anywhere, mm. not meeting anyone. Uh, so it's all done on Zoom. Yeah. Um, so there's less of it. So maybe that's one that we need to wait to see clarity. Mm, so at this point, I think the sector is probably going through a transition where we don't know where the growth is going right. to kick up. Okay. So Graham's right. I think it's one to sit back and watch. It's cheap because it should be cheap. So I don't mm. think you want to chase that. Okay. All right. Uh, Gaurav's got it as a buy though. Have you? Yeah. Well, yeah. For, for a dividend investor, yeah, yeah. I think it makes some sense. Again, I mm. think this is where the risk is at this point in the cycle. Mm. When people say, oh, for dividend, and remember, when bond yields are going up, dividend chasing can be a very risky uh, enterprise because mm. you could lose on total return mm. while picking up your dividends. What happened with banks for years? And that probably will happen again. 
So in that okay. context, I'd be careful right now in the cycle right. trying to pick what about one. What about my mum who's saying, I'm getting 0.1% from a term deposit? Yeah, so uh. th- <laughs> and this, is, well, this is where I think, this is, what, this is where I think a lot of people are being forced to, yeah, because most absolutely. retirement plans are based on 78% return per yep. annum. Yep. And at, right now, without taking ridiculous risk, you're probably going to get two to 3%. Yep. Now, if you're taking that risk without doing the work, at some point you're gonna wake up and you've got massive total return damage. Yeah. So this is where I think you've got to be careful. If you are looking at a long-term um, yield place, you just, you've got to have a substantial risk management behind your process. Because when it goes wrong, you can lose a hell of a lot more in total return than yeah. you make in dividends. Yeah, yeah. So it could take you years of dividends just to get back to where you are. Yeah. So you've got to be really careful. Like banks are a classic example. They've run up, there's nothing to do with the banks. The banks are still crap. Yeah. Right? They're getting attacked from left, right and center. They've got one model right now, mortgage. It's government handout helped. When that goes off, it'll fall again. Yeah. But the problem is people sit there and go, it's 4%. Yeah, but the share price is giving and you're getting your 4%. It's just at a lower base, lower base, right. lower base. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I think it's hard because for 40 years, the whole idea of buying good dividend stocks has paid off. Yeah. It's really hard to tell people to change. But it is one of those thematic changes that we have to make over the next decade. All right. Okay, let's move on. And uh, Raj wants a view on uh, Metcash. They uh, put out pretty good performance figures today. $125 million profit against $151 million loss in the previous quarter. 1,623 supermarkets, 2,700 liquor stores, 653 hardware stores. I actually didn't realise they yeah. own that many. So it's IGA, everyone talks about IGA, but it's also Foodland Stores, a Celebration, IGA Liquor, Bottle-O, Mitre 10, Home Timber and Hardware. Um, and the share prices had a good run up. So, it has, uh, yeah. This morning as well. Well, these are, look, these are the, look, look at that, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ideal conditions for this yeah. business, really. I mean, if it, if it didn't really work now, it was never going to work. Uh, you know, we've got this, these strange trends going on for that the localization of shopping. Yep. Um, and also this, this hardware boom that's going on. I'd be really interested to see the split in the, um, in the numbers here and see how much the hardware business contributed. That's a legitimately very strong business, that hardware business. I think it sometimes gets yep. um, okay. just obscure. Hard- hardware division, 66% lift in earnings. Wow, look at that. this recent half. Wow. No. Uh, liquor was also good, 30% lift in it's earnings for the half. Think, mm. of, think of lockdown. You're going yeah, to yeah. get drunk and you're going to make bad choices Oof. at fixing stuff. <laughs> it is the classic. So we're doing this weekend again. Man. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I still remember, I took a photo. Yeah. I was at Central Coast just after the New South Wales lockdown when they yeah, opened yeah. up. Yeah. We went for a couple of days uh, near Terrigal and the thing I saw was everyone was pulling up in SUVs next to the bottler and buying slabs and slabs <laughs> because they were scared that if it comes another lockdown, yeah. Yeah. it might not get the stock back. So they were just buying slabs and slabs of beer. And we're Aussies. We, yeah, yeah. You know, we go to Bunnings because we've got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we got drink because we're stuck at home. And, so well, it's a classic, and, right? And sitting on a couch, yeah. but you think, oh. I can do is, that. Yeah, I can yeah. fix that. But also this couch isn't as comfortable yeah, as I right, thought it was because right. I was spending more time yeah, and I'll exactly. go buy a new one from Nick Scarling. Yeah. <laughs> Having said all that, the... Uh, grocery business is impaired. There's yeah. no question that you're going to see lower earnings um, from that. It's just not competitive compared to the other two, which are very strong. And you've also got Haldi, which gets forgotten yeah. sometimes, mm. but very strong competitor. Um, 
I would, again, I, I would avoid this for now, but I keep a running watch on this. I, I think that hardware business is very good and there might be an opportunity sometime down the line if they wanted to do something with that, split it up, yep. or if they wanted to restructure the business, there might be an opportunity. But so far, no signs of that. Um, and, and I don't want to buy an impaired uh, business. At a, yeah. a five-year high, the share price I'm pretty close to it. Yeah, I mean, it's done well, yeah. but you'd expect it to. Yeah. I mean, if you're in lockdown and you're not going to do well now, you, you might as well shoot the management. Um, it's I, I, the management's actually very good here. They've I done think, well yeah. for yeah. a business that, yeah. it's a bit like, kind of like Coke. You know, you kind of go, it's a, yeah, it's a okay. bad business. Yeah, yeah, but management's quite they're, good. They've done yeah. well to get it a, a bad house into a good state to mm. get it yeah, out of the auction. Um, uh, look, it's, it's, today it's up a lot because there's about 78% short and oh, some of those okay. shorters yeah. are getting whoop whoop. Uh, yeah, right, okay. um, so yeah, that's right. where the pop comes from. Mm. If you look at the last two years, share prices up and down pretty much has gone nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think it's done well. I think everyone knows why it's done well. Um, Woolies and West Farmers, oh, well, sorry, Woolies and Calls tell you uh, what's, you know, the sector's pretty much priced in for what it is. Um, Grab's right, I, I think they'll, they'll do okay, but you're not gonna chase it today. That's, yeah. it's, gone, it's gone the pop, so you, yeah. you wait for it. It is not the stock for me over the next 12 months that's going to outperform. Right. So it's done well because of what happened in the last 12 months. Yeah. So again, you have to be, again, this is where the top down, bottom up, you need to do the work. It's had a great macro, so the numbers are good. Mm -hmm. But the next 12 months is unlikely to re replace, I mean, represent the previous 12 months. If it did, geez, we've got bigger problems. Uh, so in that context, uh, this is not the stock that I would be jumping onto. Okay, all right. Uh, Keith makes and wants a view on National Australia Bank. NAB, I know this uh, Pangana has come out and said the big four banks look interesting now, and it's on 14 times FY23's estimated yeah. earnings. Now, after so. they've jumped 20%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... I was actually waiting yeah. for that <laughs> let, comment to come in. Let, yeah. let, let me, I thought I'd throw the hand let, grenade. Let, let me fillet this like a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Let's just sit back. Yeah. And Let's fillet this. Um, yeah. The banks are a crap model. Their yeah. regulatory track record <laughs> is... It's, it's like throwing an atomic bomb. Yeah. Now, they've gone up because every bank in the world went up. Yeah. Now, that's a macro trade, it's a value trade, it's a yield trade. And yeah. that worked quite well. Now, they were on a relative to other big macros, so resources and industrials, they were ridiculously cheap about two months ago. Yeah. Now, that's when we were telling clients, look, we don't like the sector, but it's going to go up. Right. The dominant player in our banks is not the domestic investor, it's the global guys. They buy it for the currency. Mm -hmm. So when you see the currency run up, so does the banks. So right. if you look at the chart of the currency versus the banks, it pretty much mimics each other because the dominant player is the global guy. So everyone thought the currency is going to collapse. And remember I said when everyone thinks yeah, one yeah. way, bet yeah, the other yeah. way, yeah, 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 it's yeah. gone up and it's now, wait for it, everyone will be saying 80 cents and that's probably the top. Um, as it runs up, so does the banks. Banks have gone from about 11, 12 PE uh, forward looking um, to now about 14, 15. Yep. That's expensive. Yep. So your easy ride is done. Now you're going for the hardcore. You've got to play the economy. You've got to think that the reflation is going to play out. RBA has basically told you they're not going to raise rates for two to three years. Three years, yep. Again, every central bank said the same thing. That is scary stuff because they're usually wrong.
Um, <laughs> That's true. And, and in this part of the yeah. cycle, mm. they're always wrong when they say these things. Right. So my, my worry is they are wrong again, and the bond market is moving. Okay. So we've seen the bond market. So you don't think Reserve Bank will be able to keep well, rates yeah. this low so, for three years? So if, as an as a consumer, your your real inflation that you're facing to your cost is about four to five percent. Yeah. Right. I know Reserve Bank calls it core and gets it down to one yeah. percent, but even the forecast under the U.S. Fed has gone from about one percent to about one point seven percent now. That's rising quite hard. Right. Yeah. So and US dollars falling. So we don't care about what happens to the rest of the world. It's about the US. So their inflation is going up. When it goes up, so does the yield. So again, that play is coming. Has the banks done well? Yes, the easy gains are done. Yeah. I, out of the banks, I actually like NAB because it's a dog. It's done nothing <laughs> in 20 years, right? Yeah. That's why you like it because yeah. eventually they're gonna get something right. Um, and they've had management change. They're shuffling the decks. I think they'll yeah. do a bit better and they're more business oriented. Yep. rather than housing. Everyone else will just give you the boring housing play, right? We yep. all know what's happening there. Yep. So if you look at the business side of things, Snaps probably give you a bit more. I think valuation-wise also, CBA gets a massive premium to the rest, which I think is crazy because it does nothing different. I think it's better because people think it's better. NABS because it's crap, because everyone thinks it's crap. Right. So that's your upside. So if okay. I had to pick one, I'd go with NAB, but I think the sector comes back. Right. Yeah, I, I don't personally own any banks. We own a small proportion in our funds, I think four or five percent, very underweight. Um, and I, 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 I just don't think they're great businesses, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, CBA, I, I'll give you that. CBA is genuinely a very strong franchise. Yeah. Um, light years ahead in terms of technology investment. They understand distribution better. They understand capital allocation better. I mean, NAB sits sits with. Uh, let's go through the list with AMP, Tab Corp, Village Roadshow. That's not that bad. <laughs> I, I, I would put it. I would put it there. Well, I don't think, of, think of every acquisition, the entry into the UK. I mean, they've just been a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not too damn current management for the sins of past management. But there is a. I mean, I mean, culture builds up in these places. When you have decades of bad management, it's very difficult to suddenly reverse that. It has yeah. been done, but it's hard. If you had a strong underlying business, um, maybe that's interesting. But banks, I think, as Nathan has said, are, are poor businesses. The reason why Australian banks have done so well over in the past is all tied to property. You know, sixty percent of their of their asset base is in property, mm. and they can generate higher ROAs on mortgages than on yeah. any other asset class. Yeah. No one else in the world has anything like the property exposure that mm. Aussie banks do. Yeah. So, look, you're likely to do okay from banks, but. Um, I wouldn't buy this just because you okay. think it's it's ten percent undervalued or something. There are right. better opportunities. Uh, final stock. Helen wants a view on Stockland, the uh, big property mm. group. Um, yes, you see Stockland uh, shopping centres, but they're not just retail. Mm. They've got logistics, office buildings, residential communities, uh, retirement living. Yep, I'm nodding, but I have no idea what this business does. Like, I do right. not understand this at all. It is a hodgepodge collection of yep. seemingly random assets, gener- um, put, put together with no reason or justification other than maybe to give you a desired yield. And and I get the feeling that this business is run with the management sitting down and says, right, we've got to get to a 5% yield, boys. Um, What do we need to do to get there? And they just collect these assets and try and get it. it's It's the complete opposite of what a business should be. A good business finds a problem and finds a solution to yeah. that problem. Yeah. And that's the kind of business you want to invest in with, with management who's interested not in just 
getting to a financial outcome, but interested in solving a problem. Yeah. This, I would never buy this because it just, it takes yeah. the wrong approach. Nathan? Yeah, it's a science project. Um, mm. <laughs> the, the best I can say about it, it's, I suppose the science project gives you one good thing. Yeah. It's a diversified science project. <laughs> so yes, that's in true. that context, <laughs> yeah. it's lesser risk than someone like a Mervac. Mm. But yeah. I guess that we know the, the downsides. I mean, it's the, the retirement side and stuff like that. Yeah. But the upside is, they do own a fair bit of land and they do development. And yeah, but over five projects. years, you look at that band, it really has a it's between. That's it's because the whole thing is set up to give you a yield. So this yeah. is more, he is right. Mm. It is actually a science project designed to give you a, a transurban-like return. Return, right. So okay. you're, you're basically acquiring little things, land over time to deliver that kind mm. of thing. Right. So it's, it's one to look at when it's beaten up. Yeah. And yeah, if you've got time, and again, this is not one for the people with ADHD. I always yeah. like to say that one. Um, it's for the people who've got time. You mm. buy it when it's beaten up yep. and it's unloved. Yep. It is not unloved. No. And if you, if, you don't, if you think that people don't know about property, seriously. So everyone knows that this is one of the plays in that sector. Yep. So if you, know, if you want to see a good, well-managed business, you look at Goodman Group. Yep. Uh, you know, the best by a country mile, but yep. it's priced for that. Yep. Yep. Stockland's had the run. You're not getting the discount. I'm not chasing it here. Okay. All right. Let's uh, recap the final five stocks. Transurban. Uh, Nathan would take his profits on it. Um, basically, a hold from uh, from Gorab. Um, if you're in the looking after yield return, Smart Group. Uh, a yes from uh, from Gorab uh, as a dividend play. Um, a no from uh, from Nathan. Metcasher no. Uh, NAB a no and Stockland a no Ooh, as well. Poor pickings this today, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and <laughs> Angry in fact, you've uh, booted Transurban and Smart Group out of the calls portfolio. Nice going, mate. Because no, no, uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay. I think they should be taken out now. Yep. There you go. Okay. Hmm. There you go. Uh, see, a lot of people show remorse. Remote send stocks out. Not Nathan, he's a hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why we love it. Nathan, uh, great to see you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Gaurav, always Thanks, great to have you on the mm. call. Uh, that's our show for today. If you'd like us to um, take a look at any stocks that you've got an interest in, email the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. Uh, don't forget, go the, if you want to see all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. And if you want a full wrap up of the day in business and finance and startups, um, it can be in your inbox at 5.30 every afternoon. Nadine and Scuddy do that. Uh, to subscribe, go to osbiz.co slash join. And uh, the Startup Daily Show coming up looks at all companies seeking capital and the latest in the startup venture capital sector. Paul Clemenko, the chief executive of Planet Arc, uh, joins the team as the company launches a new digital platform to help businesses implement sustainable initiatives. So uh, mm -hmm. Paul's just one of the many founders that come up, uh, will be on the show and venture capitalists this afternoon between two and three. So a lot happening on Ausbiz. You don't want to miss a minute. Stick around. We'll be back after this. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.